power on. The man of tomorrow is here to do uh, a... <laughs> well, you know, I'm going to try and make it shorter. I always say this. I'm like, well, you know, yeah, I'm going to do this review or I'm going to do talk about this or whatever. And eh, it only needs to be 30 minutes. You know, it doesn't have to go that long. And then we go two hours, right? <laughs> but what I am doing here is an episode that I don't think has to be very long, but at the same time, I think will be incredibly useful for uh, many Sovereign Tech listeners. And in fact, if you listen to a recent movie review uh, that Mrs. Sovereign and I did, uh, I believe it was for, or I think it was during the movie review. Maybe it was, maybe it was during the, the supplemental she was recently on, but, uh, you know, Ellen had said, Hey, you should do an episode about your daily rounds. Well, apparently she's not the only one because then the emails came in and were asking, what are these daily rounds that you do, uh, as far as websites that you download content from, which was the context of what I was talking about. So this isn't like daily rounds I do of news sources that I look at. Um, maybe you'd find that interesting as well. Uh, I do have very specific sites that I go to for news, but roundabout, this does get into where I get a lot of my news from. And we'll talk about it when we get to that specific site. But anyway, if you want to email me asking me about my favorite news sources. Maybe some of you will find that interesting and you'll let me know. And, uh, and I'll, you know, it's something that I can record, uh, just email questions at sovereigntech.com, of course. So let's take a moment to talk about what my daily rounds are. Okay. My daily rounds are websites that I go to regularly to download varying content. This includes music, uh, because I don't do streaming or, I mean, I don't do, you know, Spotify or, uh, any of those other ones. I mean, I guess like I have a Pandora account, but I, I don't do like Apple music. I don't, I, I don't do any of that. I download all my music. You know, there's like a certain amount of music that I keep available for offline use, but then there's, you know, most of it, I end up putting on my NAS and I'm varying backups and I access it generally through Plex even though Plex was a little weird for, for a little while, um, on DSM seven Oh for Synology NASs. But, uh, so, you know, I do actually Synology's option for streaming music, just their, their audio center or audio station, they call it. Um, that's actually pretty good, but generally I just, you know, I use Plex, uh, for, for streaming my music, but it's all music that I download and tag myself. And I'll probably get into that a little bit more when we talk about that, but other things that I do daily rounds for, um, comic books, I go and download comic books. Now, obviously, I mean, in case you're not getting it, you know, I get all of this stuff more or less for free, which might be of interest to you or what really on sovereign tech, we like to call the public library as it were. <laughs> and these aren't just torrent sites though. We will get into some of those. Um, other things that I download are magazines. I know like that probably surprises some people that, you know, magazines are like worth downloading. Why don't you just go to websites? Well, we'll talk about that when we get into those uh, as well. Another thing I download are audiobooks. And you might be saying, but Stallion, like, don't you have this really large Audible collection? Cause you've had an account with Audible for, you know, over 15 years or something or around 15 years. Uh, I do have a large 
uh, Audible collection, but not everything is on Audible. In fact, there are a lot of things that have been removed from Audible over the years that say I was too late to get. Um, you know, I'd have it like saved on my wish list and all right, yeah, I'll get it next month with my credits or whatever. Uh, but that, that I'd be too late to get because they'd get taken down for whatever licensing, you know, and copyright reasons. So yes, I need to download audiobooks. Now, I mean, I, you know, the audiobooks that I get through Audible, I can strip the DRM from them. Um, oh, that's the other thing I get to our, our ebooks. I guess I'll talk about that. But admittedly, with ebooks, I'm usually not looking for the latest and greatest book. And unless it's something really popular, like Star Wars ebooks will usually come out same day or over, you know, the following couple days. Uh, some of the rarer stuff you know, I, I definitely still have to buy. And because it's rare, usually I don't mind or because it's not popular. I usually don't mind because I really want to support the author. And it's important to bring up here. I really don't want this episode to turn into a argument around ethics. Okay. You do what you do. I'm going to present you what I do. And, you know, your tolerances and ideologies and whatever are what they are. Okay. Um, that's not what this episode is about. If you have specific questions, if you think somehow that what I am doing and what I am about to describe to you is deplorable or not helpful, you ask the questions, questions at sovereigntech.com, and I'll do a whole Q and a episode around it. I am happy to do that. And I guarantee you, it'll be quite civil. The discussion. Okay. I'm not, I, I'm not going to attack a listener. You know, I mean, if a listener is like not a long time listener, they happen to catch a show and they want to like, I don't know, whatever, send their hate mail at me. Okay. Well, that's somebody that I'll, you know, kind of bark back at. Right. <laughs> but an actual listener, you know, who wants to intellectually engage. No, I'm not going to get in an argument or yell at you, even if you disagree. So if you want to debate the ethics around all of this, around, you know, torrenting around download sites, uh, and all of that, or, you know, quote unquote, illicit download sites, uh, you know, bring it on. And, and I, I'd love to have the discussion about it, but for the more egoist bent, uh, in, in my, uh, audience, I, <laughs> I present you with some of my favorite sites on the internet, uh, because I more or less go to them every single day, sometimes multiple times a day. And, you know, for those who think, oh, no, no, I, I should buy this stuff or, or blah, blah, blah. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I just want to bring up an, an example that that is hilarious and really proves to me that deep down we're all anarchists, you know, that we're just like we're, we're really naturally born anarchists, um, or at least most of us are. Every time. Uh, you know, I'm losing brain cells, meaning I'm watching YouTube <laughs> every time that I'm watching YouTube and some very popular channel, you know, with over a million subscribers, right. And getting all the likes in the fucking world, all the thumbs up, all the comments, every time they advertise a VPN, what is the go-to example that they use? They say, if you want to basically get around geographic lockouts on content on say Netflix or whatever, that's the example. Almost all of them use 
okay, is to get around, you know, that geographic block. Do you realize you are breaking the law in doing that? In fact, I would argue you're breaking the law much in the same way that anybody that goes to these download sites is breaking the law. You are arguing for a borderless society. You are arguing for a world without IP. Two things that have been, you know, uh, uh, pillars throughout sovereign tech's entire history. Borders are bullshit. They are imaginary lines. IP is bullshit. You truly cannot own an idea nor the photons that hit your face. So all of these popular YouTubers are, again, essentially arguing for um, uh, uh, a borderless society and rampant lawbreaking. When they tell you, use a VPN to watch content that's not available in Netflix US, but is available in Netflix Europe. And by the definitions of, you know, of intellectual property of IP, that is essentially theft because say, for example, how Star Trek, okay, start modern Star Trek, also known as fan fiction, like Discovery or Picard, um, modern Star Trek is there is no Paramount plus in Europe. Okay. There is. So, so in Europe, Star Trek just airs on Netflix, modern Star Trek as to where in the U S it's on Paramount plus every time you are using, you know, uh, uh, using a VPN to get past the geographic block to watch Star Trek on Netflix in Europe, you're essentially taking money away from the workers at Paramount plus. Okay. Because there is a, I mean, there is a cut that gets, you know, or an amount of money that gets lost just on, you know, the fact that they had, that they end up airing it on Netflix and not their own subscriber service. Okay. Now, I mean, there's, there's reasons that they do that. There's logistical reasons why Paramount does that, uh, you know, with star Trek, but the point remains that, you know, if, if theft is somebody's lively, cause this is how theft gets argued with IP is that somebody's livelihood is being threatened and they are, you know, losing out on imaginary money that there is no guarantee that they would get if the technology didn't exist to get access to the content in the first place. But regardless, that's their argument is that there's imaginary money being lost. Theoretical money being lost. Um, that's happening every time you do that. So it's just, it, it's ironic right? That everybody's like, oh yeah, you know, obey your laws, borders matter or whatever, blah, blah, blah. But then you have every fucking YouTuber from the most banal to the extreme telling you to go and be an anarchist, telling you to ignore borders and break the law. I mean, Hey, and I applaud it, please. Like I'm not arguing against it. I'm just saying people think I'm nuts or the bad guy. I don't know. I, I only reach out to, you know, anywhere between 10 to 20,000 people every week. These are people that reach out to millions. You tell me who the great evil is. Anyway. So if you want to join me in serving the great evil, which I proudly do, uh, sorry, excuse me. Maybe we can edit that out. Uh, I have some websites for you to visit along with me. Um, now to be clear, some of these sites, you may have to pay some kind of fee to use them. Well, uh, though most of them do offer some kind of free service. It's just, you know, it's the old, the old saying of you spend either money or time. 
And if you're not willing to spend a certain amount of money to get access to content, and really you're just paying for like servers, you're not actually paying for the content. Um, you know, you'll, you'll pay for it in that it's going to be at a, you know, to, to allow it to be for free. And so the servers aren't overloaded wherever they happen to be. Uh, you are going to deal with a throttled download speed. Okay. But I'll tell you what's worthwhile to pay for. And some of these you can really pay for one service and it'll work across multiple sites. So we'll, we'll get into that. The other part that I want to make clear here is that the way that I list these sites in the show notes is, is going to be odd. Okay. Because I don't want to link directly to the sites. I don't want them all to show up in that way. I don't want the, I mean, you can find any of these sites even using Google. Okay. There's no special trick to it, but to put it in simplest terms, there's a level of heat that there is no need to bring on here. Okay. Uh, if you want this stuff, you could have found it anyway. I'm just kind of, you know, curating it and there's no need to do the big link thing. And also I want it to be abundantly clear that I am not getting any kind of commission or affiliate uh, money for talking about these sites. That's why I, that's another reason I will not link to them there. I, I do not really do any affiliate programs. Okay. If I do, I make it very clear that it is an ad, right? You know that I am doing an ad and that, you know, there might be an affiliate commission involved with that. Now, all of that said, let's get into the list. Uh, and here we go. So we'll start it off with my music rounds. Um, this is the one that probably takes up the most terabytes overall for me. Um, I don't, <laughs> I dare not say <laughs> the amount of terabytes that my music collection, uh, uh, takes up. Um, but this is the one that's really, really precious to me now, more so than any of the others, right? Because with the others, there are. Frank overall, except for maybe with the comic books, and even that's a different, you know, we could get into that. But with the other types of downloads that I do, there are like, you know, quote unquote, legit, legitimate options that are usually pretty good, uh, uh, you know, for me to, to engage in. Right. Um, I mean, for example, like I don't download uh, nothing I'm going to talk about here is for, well, I mean, maybe one thing, but I don't really go out looking for TV shows or movies or anything like that. Like I don't actively, when I say daily rounds, what I'm, what I mean by that is, is that I am like, I can't keep track of everything that's coming out there. So I go to these sites on a daily basis to see what's out there and what is new and what's available and so on. So it's almost like hunting down news while at the same time hunting down the content itself. Okay. Or the media itself. Also, the reason for doing this daily, and this is most true for music, because a lot of sites that offer music to download uh, have been taken down over the years. You know, I mean, we, we could talk about all the torrent sites that have come and gone, um, you know, over the past 15 years or so. Um, but you, you like music sites that are just, you know, they're websites that you go to. They're not even torrent sites. You can download them directly, say from Mega or from uh, turbo bit or, you know, whatever you, whatever it happens to be Nova file, whatever the services, um, you know, those, those get taken down pretty regularly and, or will get blocked by certain, you know, IPs. 
uh, or certain IPs will get blocked that won't allow access to them. And then you do have to use a VPN. I'm a big fan of using a VPN in case anyone was confused about my conversation there a couple minutes ago. So that's part of why I make it the daily rounds. Okay. Even if I don't get to tagging and uploading the music until, you know, two weeks, who knows, weeks later and getting them into Plex, um, I'm checking and downloading daily because there's the chance that not just tomorrow, but that in the next five minutes, frankly, the website could get taken down. And then I, you know, will have missed out on whatever they happen to put out there. Um, so the music websites, I mean, here, so here's the thing with, with downloading music and why I download music. Uh, and what got me started on this, like I used to buy CDs. I mean, it was insane. The, the, the collection of CDs that I had, I mean, I don't even want to get into the, the amount of money I must've spent on it. Uh, to be clear, and this is a point I was going to get to a minute ago is that I don't go looking for TVs, movies, whatever else. Like if I love a TV show or a movie, that is where I put my money, where my mouth is. And I buy the Blu-ray or if I have to the DVD, like I'll buy the disc if it's available. There's a lot of times where it's just not, or with movies you run into where, I mean, this is a really funny thing. So here, I'll give you an example with T with, uh, all right, no, here, I'll give you a movie. Then I'll give a TV series. Okay. A movie, a movie that I just adore. I am not saying it's, it is not citizen Kane. It is not some great flick, but I adore this movie. Uh, Giver, not MacGyver, though. I love MacGyver. I have those DVDs. Giver two. Okay. As in Giver, the bio boosted armor, right? So they made, I think it was like USA, you know, at the time um, at the, the cable network USA made like a TV movie that was a sequel to the original, original Giver film. Now I have the original Giver film that was released by, um, by arrow films. They did a special edition release, uh, I don't know, a few months ago. And I, and I picked that up. Okay. Uh, you know, actually I think I even had a pre-order. So I had it the instant it came out and you know, 20 bucks and it's done. And it's a great movie. I mean, Mark Hamill's in it. You know, it's, it's great stuff. Um, so they made a sequel to it, a TV sequel, essentially called Giver Two: dark hero kick-ass film. I love this movie. Corny as fuck nineties production levels. You know how that goes made for TV, but still, I, I, I love this movie so much. Um, the DVD is actually available of it. Okay. I don't own the DVD though. What I do have is a 720p copy of the movie far better than what DVD can put out there. Again, the movie's not available on Blu-ray anywhere. Okay. Even if it was region free, I'd pick it up, but a 720p copy that must be on some streaming service somewhere, you know, and maybe they're just upscaling it, but it definitely looks better than the DVD. All right. So that's one where, okay. Yeah. I go to a torrent site, whatever. And, and like, if, if there isn't a Blu-ray available, here, here's, here's my thought process with movies, I guess, before we get into the music, but just to explain things a little bit with downloading movies, if a Blu-ray isn't available, which is my standard, okay. 1080p. And I don't give a shit about 4k. I've already covered that subject this year, even, or in the past year anyway. So, you know, Blu-ray is my standard. If the Blu-ray doesn't exist, I'll pick up the DVD. But before I go to pick up the DVD, I will go to torrent sites. We'll talk about some in this. I will go to torrent sites and I will see if somehow for some streaming service, 
you know, like Netflix or something, the movie exists in a higher resolution than the DVD that I could buy. And then I will download that movie. Okay. And you can imagine like how rare the movie is that, (laughs) that I would have to do that with. But again, if it existed in a format at the resolution that I want, say 1080p or so, um, you know, I, I'd go ahead and, and, and I would, I'd put the money down. All right. So it's a matter of necessity here. Now, same thing with the TV series. Here's a TV series that a lot of people probably don't remember. Again, I'm very used to that, that I'm, you know, basically me or Rob are the only people that will remember varying shows. Um, but there's a show called relic hunter. Okay. I love the show when three seasons, amazingly, it's basically tomb Raider, but with Tia Carrere. Okay. Tia Carrere, of course, of, well, she's done a bunch of things, probably most famous for Wayne's world. Um, but anyway, and I, I just, I mean, it's a corny ass show, but I love that show. Here's the thing. Go try to buy the DVDs. Now, look, I I just told you nobody fucking remembers this show. Nobody. I've never talked to anybody else who even remembers an episode, let alone the show. Or I guess I should say that the other round, the other way around. I don't remember. I've, I've talked to people. Nobody remembers the show, let alone an episode where I could like have a conversation with them. Remember that time in season three when she can't have that conversation. Okay. I'm sure Ellen and I'll get to watching it eventually, but until then I'm screwed. So here's the funny thing. Now, obviously there are some people out there that remember it because it got released on DVD and they must've sold out to some degree because now now, look again, nobody remembers the show. All right. Or at least not a large enough mass of people. There is no good reason why to buy all three seasons of relic hunter on DVD that it should cost a hundred dollars. That's what it costs. Okay. Uh, you can buy season one and two for 20 bucks, but season three, if you can even find it singly is going to cost you like 70 or something like that. Now that's stupid, especially for a DVD. Like there's no, yeah, I, I understand economics. I understand supply and demand and blah, blah, blah. You realize who you're listening to, right? Okay. But there's no good argument for that. So this is a show where absolutely like, no, I'm not going to pay that fucking exorbitant price. If it was a really great show, maybe right. Like, okay. If it was Sequest and I, God damn it. I just have to have it on DVD with special features. And if it had special features, I might justify that price tag you know, and, and when, whenever I could afford it, I'd go for it. Okay. Um, but that's just not to be like, there's no special features on these DVDs, you know? So like, you're not really getting a bonus anyway, but then I go online to look for it, to download it. And Holy shit. Somebody's got 720p copies of this show. Well, even better. So I'm actually getting better than the DVD, right? Again, who the hell's going to make that much money off of this thing? You know? <laughs> so for a multitude of reasons, I mean, I feel justified anyway, because fuck IP, but for a multitude of reasons, I feel absolutely justified. And actually I'm getting a better deal, like better quality, uh, better appreciation of the art made that being the TV series by torrenting it. Because really, I mean, like there's, there's a, even a, what you could call a fan or a super fan prohibitive cost. Now this leads directly into the conversation about downloading music. And I've brought this up, this example, specific example I've brought up hundreds of times on sovereign tech on why you're absolutely go ahead and fucking download that music. Okay. Let's, let's set the way back machine. Okay. To 
about 2004. And there is a band, a legendary band in my opinion, there is a band who just released their second album called Dragon Force. That's the name of the band. Second album is Sonic Firestorm. First album was Valley of the Damned. Today, everybody knows, almost everybody knows who Dragon Force is, you know, and by the time their third album would come out in Human Rampage in 2005, it would be in Guitar Hero and, you know, it's like the last level in Guitar Hero and then suddenly, you know, Dragon Force is is a global act and uh, Inhuman Rampage is getting released, uh, you know, around the world. Now, again, we're talking 2004, before Inhuman Rampage came out. And really, even after Inhuman Rampage came out, uh, because again, sure, that album made a big splash, but, you know, their first two albums, a lot of people didn't even have any, I don't think they even had a clue that, you know, Dragon Force had entire albums. All they knew was what they heard in Guitar Hero. And even that would be a little bit after, in you know, Inhuman Rampage came out in 05. So, you know, but then, like, say you're online and on whatever site that you happen to, you know, that like maybe covers, I don't know, you know, not, not indie music, but you get what I mean by that with indie and you find out about dragon force and you hear it and then just go, holy shit. And then you go to Amazon or whatever music site you want to go to CD baby used to be a thing. There was lots of them. And you try to get your hands on the CD and the CD to get in America, not because it's rare in Europe. It's not, but to get it over here, you got to spend, you know, 40 to $120 to get your hands on this CD. That's outrageous. Why? Just because it's locked, you know, landlocked in Europe, essentially, you know? And, and I mean, this has been a thing for a while where, uh, in Japan, a lot of CDs for very famous bands, even like say Metallica or whatever, you know, will come with bonus tracks that are only in Japan. You have to pay a premium to, you know, get, uh, you know, get, get the Japanese version of these albums and get these songs. And sometimes these bonus tracks, frankly, are the best songs of the entire album and better than even what gets released as singles from the album. And so what a loss to a super fan, you know, to not have access to it. Now this has nothing to do with supply and demand. I mean, it has to do with really, it has to do with a reverse issue. I don't want to get into the economics around it of like the fact that, well, in Japan, it's easy for them to get, you know, albums from America, but They want to incentivize Japanese to buy directly from, you know, CD suppliers there point being ultimately Japanese bonus tracks are to screw over Japanese fans. Like as far as, you know, money wise. And in turn, I think it screws all the other fans who have to pay an exorbitant amount, uh, you know, to try and get access to those songs. So the reason that I go to these websites is because you know, I want these rare versions of a lot of these albums and I want these albums that maybe never hit American shores. Even if I was still into CD collecting, it would become such an expensive proposition, not because necessarily these things are rare, but because, you know, whatever the music industry is pulling the bullshit that they're pulling or frankly, and I can admit this, the band's being fucking greedy and releasing like 20 different limited editions of their album with one different track on each one. And I mean, it just, it, it gets insane when like, come on, let's love the music and let's be honest that you're not really making the money off of the fucking, you know, uh, album sales anymore. You're making it off of the concerts. And do I go to concerts? Oh, minus the present climate that we're in. 
you know the Golden Stallion goes to a shit ton of concerts. So it's far from that I'm not willing to, you know, uh, support these bands. I'm all for it. And I've also been buying their albums for years anyway, but, you know, back when that was the more practical thing or, you know, the thing to do. And also these music sites I go to uh, offer, you know, albums that have, for all intents and purposes, been lost to time. There is a real sonic archaeology being done by these websites. I mean, there's also, you know, like a, a bit of sonic uh, a caretaking or, you know, uh, musical caretaking being done, um, you know, in, in essentially backing these things up. But there's also discovery going on. There's there's archaeology, you know, being done in finding albums that, you know, holy shit, here's this, uh, uh, you know, Son of Edge by Styx that was supposed to be a sequel to Edge of Eternity that never actually got released. You know, it's like the bootleg scene. Now, obviously my main genre is, you know, metal, hard rock, right? Rock. And, you know, maybe like eighties pop. Um, and so the sites that I do my daily rounds for, uh, for music are in that vein, but I also am really into, and as I've said many times on sovereign tech, if, if soundtracks as in scores for films, TV shows, or video games, if that was a genre, that would actually be my top genre in music. Like, because that's what I listen to most of the time are, you know, orchestral soundtracks and, and, and the like. So those sites are a part of this as well. Part of my daily rounds that not only metal site, metal, hard rock sites, but also, you know, soundtrack sites. So let's go with the first one. And that is, this is pretty much the first site that I go to all the time. And that is getmetal.club. So getmetal.club, not getmetalclub.com, but I mean, it is get metal club, but it's getmetal.club. Um, again, I won't put it in the link, the link in the show notes like that. Um, but you're hearing it here. Okay. So get metal, uh, dot club is, I mean, they, they have like every kind of metal and hard rock and even with some pop, like Phil, Phil Collins will show up on there, Rick Springfield, some others, you know, people that I'm a big fan of. Um, but like all the metal you can imagine, you know, shows up on there. Sometimes there's early releases that will happen where an album that's not supposed to come out until Friday, which is the general music release day in the industry. Uh, they'll have it like on Tuesday because actually that's when it technically gets shipped to stores, right. To pack the CDs or the vinyl or whatever. Um, so sometimes you'll get things early, but there for, for, you know, new music or remastered and re-releases that are very commonplace today, uh, like digital remastering and so on will be usually available on Thursdays or Fridays. Uh, Thursdays when it starts and Fridays is when anything that was supposed to come out that week will have come out. Um, and so I certainly spend a lot more time downloading on Thursdays and Fridays, but these sites, again, they engage in a certain, you know, musical or sonic archeology span in that they're finding and, you know, ripping to, to, to digital, you know, to MP3s or FLAX a lot. Sometimes they, they offer FLAC, uh, you know, FLAC. And they'll post those. So really it's worth checking every day, you know, and I basically know where I stopped when I see, you know, an album that I remember the day previous. 
Um, this is one where I will on Thursdays and Fridays, I will check multiple times a day to see what comes out. Get metal dot club has been taken down before and, and comes back. So that's part of the reason I do check it daily also. Um, but usually, you know, this will be the first thing that I look at in the morning is okay. What's available. And I usually only have to flip through like two or three pages to see what the newest releases are. I don't download that much from get metal dot club. Um, but it's definitely a great resource if you're into metal, especially if you're like into screamo and more, you know, extreme shit. Uh, I mean, they've got all you could want there and from all over the world and they organize things nicely. Like they tell you what country that it comes from and everything. It, it, it's really, really cool. Uh, so getmetal.club is the first site that I go to. The second site that I go to, uh, and this is one that I used to check like five, six times a day because it has also gotten taken down at points. Um, and that's zero day rocks. So that's the number zero day D a Y R O X. So zero day rocks.org. And this site, holy shit. I don't know who runs this. I don't know who's doing it, but they get some of the rarest music, especially in hard rock and metal and sometimes pop. Uh, I mean, just out there, like it's amazing what they make available. Okay. And on this site, uh, I, I mean, for like, for example, like Gene Simmons's vault that cost a thousand dollars, which is just whatever, do what you want, Gene. Okay. But Gene Simmons's vault, which was supposed to be impossible to get digital copies of, and you had to pay a thousand dollars for it. Right. Well, he's got it on zero day rocks or something that I don't know a whole lot of people that remembered, but like when Motley Crue back in 98, 1998, when they came out with their greatest hits, album. Uh, I guess technically their second greatest hits album. Their first one was decade of decadence, but when they came out with the greatest hits album, uh, they did this thing where they had multicolored covers and they had a bonus disc for the first, however many hundreds of thousands of it that they, that, that they released that in the bonus, there was like four different bonus discs. And so you'd technically have to buy the greatest hits album multiple times to get all of the bonus discs, right? Even if you could find them. Well, this site happened to have them. I mean, they were, they re-release all, you know, all of these different like rock candy remasters and everything on there. It's just zero day rocks is to me as a music fan, the most important site on the internet, <laughs> like I just straight up, like it's, it's miraculous, the stuff that they have on there and, and so important, you know, to preserve that music. Um, there's a lot of times where they put up stuff that's only ever been released on cassette and they're putting up the MP3s of it. It's fucking brilliant. Uh, now I don't check that really anymore because so, and, and we need to get into what uh, I, I want to bring up a service here in a second that you want to, you might, you may want to pay for. Um, the reason that I don't check zero day rocks anymore is because the guy who runs it or the group that runs it said, Hey, you know, like hash out $8 a month or $8 to us. And I think I forget what that time frame is for that $8. Um, but you know, hand us eight bucks and we will email you, uh, to whatever email address you want. We will email you the links to all of our, all of our music. Okay. That we release that day at the end of the day. So you don't have to keep looking and wonder like, Holy shit, is he going to put out something else? Cause I can't be the only one that was feeling that. And I love that service. And so I gladly paid the $8, you know, and I've only had to pay it once and I've been, you know, getting their emails for months now. Um, 
well, well worth it. And they'll send me like mega links or Google drive links, whatever. I mean, there's lots of different ways to, to go about getting it just in the email that they sent. Now, normally I had to go to that site. And when you go to that site, you can get it for free. You don't have to pay the $8 at all. You can get it for free, but they will use a service. They've used a couple different ones, but now they use TurboBit, TurboBit.net. Okay. And TurboBit, um, this is one that multiple sites I'm going to talk about here use as their hosting service for the files. So I pay for, depending upon, you know, whatever, like usually it's every six months and it's like 30 bucks or so. Sometimes you get a discount code. Uh, It's like 30 bucks for six months. Um, I will pay the 30 bucks for six months to get the, I mean, and I download albums in seconds with that. Again, for six months, you're only spending $30. You could spend that on one album easy. Uh, and I use that TurboBit works for Zero Day Rocks. It also is the premier hosting service for GetMetal.Club. So really, you know, if you have TurboBit, you're getting both, right? Which is great. Um, I think it's worthwhile with Zero Day Rocks to, you know, pay to get their emails, but it, it's there. There's another site that uses TurboBit.net, but I recommend, I mean, and you can use Bitcoin to get your account for TurboBit. You can use, they have all different kinds of payment services for it. Um, I've never been scammed by it. You know, I mean, you want to do your due diligence, but I've never been scammed by it. Uh, There's a lot of resellers that you can buy TurboBit accounts with if you want to go, you know, really anonymous with it. That's totally up to you. Uh, but yeah, TurboBit has, has been absolutely worth it, uh, to me to, to get, and I really don't pay for any other, um, uh, hosting service, uh, or, you know, to, to download any other sites that uses something else like Nova file or something like that. I'll deal with, because the alternative is you still download from TurboBit, but you don't get the premium speeds, right? Where you download the album in seconds. Instead, it takes 20 minutes to an hour to do that. Um, other sites I'll, I'll deal with the taking it 20 minutes to an hour. Okay. But the amount of albums that I download from zero day rocks and from GetMetal.club makes it absolutely worthwhile because again, you either spend money or time. It's worth the money to pay for the premium access. Uh, and again, it's only 30 bucks for six months. And let's be clear here. These are albums that are not appearing on torrent sites, just not. Okay. And especially like a lot of stuff on zero day rocks never shows up on getmetal.club, even though getmetal.club is a much larger venue uh, and it has a, a much broader amount of, of music. Uh, Zero Day Rocks is very curated. So anyway, so that, that's that's where I get a lot of my traditional or, you know, metal hard rock, but a lot of my traditional music uh, are from those two sites. Now, the other uh, uh, sites that I go to for my soundtracks uh, for my movie and TV soundtracks, yeah, sometimes you can find these on torrent sites if it's big enough, but a lot of the rarer releases where I used to pay, even up to just a few years ago, where I paid top dollar to buy the physical soundtrack because they wouldn't release it on digital. I'd gladly pay for the digital if I had to, too. Um, you know, like releases from Entrada or La La Land Records and so on. Um, but there's a website, downloadsoundtracks.com. Now, it's actually download-soundtracks.com. And this is a site where, um, this is one where I don't pay for the premium access or anything. And I just deal with it downloading for free. But I mean, it's easy enough to just, you know, have your VPN access other VPN servers 
And because it'll only let you, you know, the service that they use uh, will only let you, it was a hotlink, hotlink.cc. It will only let you uh, download for free one file per 24 hours, but it's easy enough, you know, to wait the hour to download and then in an hour switch VPNs, right. And, or switch servers. And then you can download, <laughs> you know, then you can go back to the site and, uh, and, and download uh, more music. Now this site downloads soundtracks.com. Um, they've been taken down in the past as well. And in fact, now they're to the point where I don't think they get taken down now, just varying IPs get blocked. Uh, VPN IPs probably because they know what people, what are, are doing, what I just described to you. Uh, but there's, there's always ways to do it. And it's, if it's from your normal house IP and you want to give it a shot, I mean, it's up to you. You know, everybody has different risks, uh, tolerance risks, uh, or risk tolerances. Sorry. You know, it, I mean, there's, there's really, really rare soundtracks on here too. Uh, some fan made stuff as well, which is really worthwhile to me. And I've, I found to be very beneficial. Like speaking of MacGyver, like there's no, and I, I still can't believe this. There's no official MacGyver soundtrack release out there that I know of. Um, there are soundtrack sets that if you wanted to buy because of their limited nature at the time, where maybe they only did a printing of a thousand back in the nineties, like say Battlestar Galactica or Airwolf or some others. Uh, I mean, you, there is a MacGyver soundtrack on here, but those soundtracks that now like say, you know, like the Airwolf themes album, which can sell for thousands of dollars. You can download right off the site, you know, for, for free. And there's, there's no, there's no reason to pay that. <laughs> it's just stupid. People that want the physical CD, they'll pay that, you know, like that's their thing. They're collecting and that's for them to do. But people that just want to enjoy like the great music of Sylvester LeVay from Airwolf, go fucking download it. <laughs> really? Anyway, so that's where I get, and there's some, there's some video game soundtracks on there as well, but that's usually where I grab my movie and TV soundtracks, uh, but video game soundtracks. Now this is a website that I just fairly recently discovered. Uh, and it is, it is brilliant. And I, I think I've talked about it in previous episodes. I might've mentioned it before, but I'll mention it again. And that is downloads, the word downloads, downloads.kh, K is in Kevin, H is in hell, khinsider.com. So khinsider.com, but downloads at first. This site is like hidden in a kit, a, the KH stands for kingdom hearts. The kingdom hearts video game series is like hidden in a kingdom hearts news site, <laughs> but it's there. And all, I mean, it looks like a very basic site and it's amazing. So this is one where I do pay for the premium access and it chalks up to like same deal where it's like for six months, I don't know, it's like 15 bucks or something like that, but they have almost, uh, well, fuck, does that qualify as petabytes? I mean, they have so many video game soundtracks or so many gigabytes worth like 8,000 gigabytes, uh, of, um, of video game soundtracks and they add more every day. And it's really nice. Cause they give you a nice, simple latest soundtracks uploaded. So you can look and see. So that's, that's why it's part of my daily rounds. Um, if you don't pay for the premium access, you have to download the albums a song at a time. So you can get them for free and they don't take long to download but you do have to go through the process of downloading one song at a time where if you pay for the premium access, you can download, you know, the soundtracks, the albums all at once. Uh, and I mean, there are albums that good luck even finding them in other parts of the world than Japan. Uh, but even if you do, you're probably going to pay far more than what the retail price was. Uh, 
this is a, a gorgeous, brilliant, beautiful site. They are doing wonderful work here. Uh, maybe my top site next to zero day rocks. Uh, but that's uh, downloads.khinsider.com. And it's just says video game music at the top. Uh, I mean, anything you, like there's these massive soundtrack collections for Gradius or Gradius or Gradius or however people want to say that. Uh, amazing. Just go there and check it out. Like it, it put, put shit in the search box and it'll blow your mind uh, what's available there. So that's another part of my uh, daily rounds as far as music. Uh, and I think that really covers music overall. Um, I will get into, I'll mention that on Thursdays and Fridays to get the music outside of soundtracks or metal and hard rock. Um, I will go to uh, torrent galaxy. So that's, you know, torrent galaxy dot, uh, dot to, I will go there and see what like pop music or whatever, or whatever weird thing is available. And sometimes there are soundtracks that are available there that are also available on download-soundtracks.com. And I will, uh, I'll download them, you know, I'll torrent them because that's faster. Uh, but yeah, some, sometimes I will check that torrent galaxy is great. If you're looking for like the latest web releases of whatever movie is coming out in theaters and on the internet at the same time, right. Uh, or home video. And while the pirate Bay is still around, uh, torrent galaxy is probably the biggest torrent site out there at the moment. I do. I mean, I do still use pirate Bay at times. I will use 1337 X.to at times. Um, but I don't really, they're not part of my daily search, but you know, they're, they're there if I need them. Uh, the next site is so, so that, that covers all the music. So let's, let's keep it with audio. Let's talk about audiobooks. I really only have one major site that I go to for this. The torrent sites I mentioned will often have audiobooks as well. Um, but I go to audiobook bay. So it's the word audiobook, then bay, B-A-Y, audiobookbay.nl. And this is a site where you, it, it's, it's essentially a torrent site. You do have to sign up for an account, but all they ask for, hell, I don't even think they, they ask for an email address. <laughs> you just got to make an account. Um, and they get a lot, a lot of the stuff that's quote unquote, only available on audible. They don't get everything though. Part of the reason I still keep an audible account is because there is a lot of stuff that gets released on audible that never, or has yet to show up on audiobook bay, but the vice or you know, the, the inverse is also true where there's a lot of stuff that's on audiobook bay. That's not available on, um, on audible. For example, uh, let's take one of the greatest star Wars books of all time. Shadows of the empire from the, the old EU. Now there's a version of shadows of the empire available on audible, but it's an abridged version. That's only like two hours. On audiobookbay.nl, you can get the full, like 10 hour version of the audiobook version of Shadows of the Empire. Now, granted, Disney lately has been re releasing Legends books as audiobooks. So maybe, you know, at some point, Shadows of the Empire will get released on that. But for now, this is the only way to get some of this shit. Some of this shit, some of these, these audiobooks, much like the, the metal music I was talking about, only ever put out on cassette. So again, I mean, like it's, it's not only impractical to acquire the damn, uh, uh, you know, audiobook, but then fuck, you got to buy a cassette player to even play it. And I know cassettes are actually kind of back in, but you're back in vogue, but come on, go for it. 
So that's really my go-to outside of traditional torrent sites. That's really my go-to to get uh, audiobooks. Um, let's move on from that. Okay. Cause again, we really don't have to spend too much time on these. So again, all of these, I go to, uh, at least once a day, if not multiple times a day, these are my daily rounds, uh, for, for downloads. Uh, the next one, let's go to, yeah, we'll, we'll go to the books. We'll go to comic books. Okay. With comic books, there are more sites than this. If you're looking for older stuff, but they are not part of my daily rounds. The comic book site I go to that's part of my daily rounds is getcomics.info. Now let's be abundantly clear. They don't have everything. There are certain publishers. I mean, they have Marvel, DC, Image, Aftershock. I mean, just about most of the uh, comic book publishing companies that you can think of, they do. But there are some that they that they miss, okay, at times. So it's not perfect. And you're basically, I mean, you can like look up a hot comics or newcomics.info or something like that, that may have it, but getcomics.info is great. And this is one where you don't have to pay a dime and like you can donate to it, uh, to their, you know, monthly server costs and they make it available on like on tons of services. It's on site. It's also at zippy share. They'll make a mega link for it. Sometimes there'll even be a torrent link. Um, but this is, you don't have to pay for this at all. And you download the comic books in seconds. Uh, obviously for comic books, the big day is Wednesday, right? Tuesdays and Wednesdays, uh, are the big days for that. And, but I, I check them every day because they'll bring stuff from like, you know, back catalogs. Like recently they released four gigabytes of Star Trek fact files, the complete Star Trek fact files collection, um, which is getting re-released in book form actually by, <laughs> uh, by, by Eagle Moss lately. Uh, which I appreciate that they do that, but Star Trek fact files were, were brilliant technical breakdowns. Anyway, check it out. Uh, they have, you know, new comics and lots of old stuff. It's the reason I make it part of my daily rounds. That site has also been taken down at times. Um, and I just want to make sure that I'm getting the latest thing, say before it goes down, we'll get into that subject in a minute as well. So that's where I go for my comic books, get comics, G E T get comics, C O M I C S dot info info um now another site that actually will parallel a lot of what uh get comics has on offer but is more for magazines is down so like down going down d-o-w-n down magas m-a-g-a-z as in magazine magas okay m-a-g-a-z dot net so it's down magas dot net here is another site where a TurboBit account will do wonders for you. Okay. I mean, the average magazine PDF is anywhere between 30 megabytes to 200 megabytes. And so if you download them at a throttled speed, you know, it takes you anywhere from 20 minutes to an hour. Not, um, not much unlike a, a music album. If you have TurboBit, uh, you download them in, you know, in seconds once again. So, this is another site where, again, that, this is the value of TurboBit, right? You get music and now you find out, well, holy shit, I can get all of these magazines. And what a selection this site has. Um, because in other parts of the world, in America, you might feel like magazines have died. Even if you walked into a Barnes and Noble, it might not look like it. But in America, you might feel like magazines have died. Well, in Europe, absolutely not. In fact, particularly in Britain, it's 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 almost like a... a, a <laughs> I don't know what phrase I want to use, but I was going to say like a national mascot. I mean, like they just won't let magazines die there. 
probably because of the long history of the zine scene, as it were, uh, you know, that really in many ways started and thrived in Britain and, and Europe in general, uh, as a way to transmit information pre-internet. I mean, it was also in America too, but certainly, you know, it was a big deal overseas. And, uh, I mean, just magazines are still a huge deal there. And all of them are, I mean, these are not like, usually they're not scans. They're just like professionally available PDFs that if you lived in Europe, you could probably purchase for however much amount of money, but they get American versions of these mags of many of these magazines as well. But I mean, you can download scientific American, you can download popular mechanics, you can download uh, retro gamer, probably my favorite magazine. Um, you could download men's health. You can download how it works. Um, two magazines out of Britain that, that if you've never checked them out are absolutely worthwhile, uh, are all about history and all about space. And actually both of those magazines will have, um, specials that'll come out, which kind of compile like articles around a certain subject. And these are just fucking priceless. Wonderful, wonderful stuff. Um, yeah, there's porn mags. I, I really don't go after those, but they're there. Um, the main things I like, and you can see it in like my kind of my browser, not my browser history, but like in the, the search tab history where it's, you know, muscular development all about, I'll just type out all about. So I get all about history and all about space, retro gamer, star Wars, star Trek. And that like, that's it <laughs> because, you know, if you want to get star Wars insider, or again, this site will also sometimes post audiobooks as well as comic books. Um, and even, even, uh, eBooks. So another great place to have that turbo bit account, but magazines, I mean, mother earth news, you know, like magazine, anything you could think of. And there's even a lot of great, like, uh, manuals or not, not, not necessarily manuals, but there are magazines overseas that kind of like how we used to have PC world. And we still do kind of have those, but how we used to have a lot of like tech magazines in the U S they're still a big deal over there, over in Europe. And they will release like magazines that teach you Python that teach you, uh, I don't know, whatever, or our manuals for Android phones and all this other stuff. And, uh, these are great guides that I think are absolutely worthwhile. Um, I love magazines because they are essentially a slower and less clickbaity because I mean, there's no clicks. It's a magazine, uh, even though a digital magazine, you could still go off a link, but anyway, but you get what I mean? Like it, it, it's, it's a th more well thought out and better compiled, less rushed version of the internet, essentially. Right. That's how I feel like magazines are. They are a snapshot in time of information. Uh, and I think that's totally worthwhile because information on the internet is too fast. Uh, meaning that a lot of it is opinion and, and, you know, often reaction, uh, as to where magazines can actually be, you know, more active, you know, instead of reactive. Um, and they take their time because they only come out once a month, perhaps to get it right. Uh, so I'm a, a huge fan of magazines and think that they are, you know, far more important today really than they've ever been. So downmagas.net is totally worthwhile, uh, you know, for, for you to check out, uh, as far as eBooks, See, now I don't really make a daily round for eBooks. I don't really look to see what new books have come out because holy shit, that list is insane. <laughs> you know, like, I mean, what books come out on any given day, just say like on Kindle, you know, through the Kindle publishing platform alone, holy fuck, you'd spend your whole day just trying to keep up with that. So you can't really do that. But I will mention that I use what 
you know, is often called Z library or one lib.us. Uh, and that's the number one L I B as in library L I B one L I B dot us. Um, there's also a onion site for, uh, for Z library. Go ahead and use that of course. Um, but anyway, that that's where I grab my eBooks, but usually I'm only going after eBooks after I've heard about them, which is another great reason to have magazines or audiobooks or whatever. Um, and I mean, sometimes I will, uh, you know, like if the new John Norman book is coming out, like I'm going to buy the book on Kindle. Okay. And I'll give John Norman the $7. Uh, and actually he's done, you know, very well with the Gore series. Um, you know, since eBooks became a thing, right. But books like that, I usually also won't find on Z library. So, you know, with books, I I'd be willing to buy them. Okay. <laughs> you know, I, I really am. But at the same time, when it's a book like the mana machine, you know, that costs anywhere from 500 to $3,000 to get your hands on a copy. No, I'll, you know, I'll, I'll do what I need to do to be able to get my hands on that book. And then I'll get it scanned and then I'll put it on Z library or well, someone will put it on Z library. Sorry. And then it's available for everybody there. <laughs> okay. But there's no, I don't think there's any practical way to really do like uh, a daily round, a daily scoop on what new books are coming out. It's just, that's completely fucking impractical. You know, it's hard enough to do on audible. I can't imagine doing, and even that has the filter of, okay, what actually got made into an audiobook? Uh, that's just, that's really not practical. But there you go. There are my daily rounds. These are the sites that I go to pretty much every day. Uh, sometimes multiple times a day, zero day rocks, get metal.club, um, you know, torrent galaxy when I need to audiobookbay.nl, getcomics.info, download-soundtracks.com, uh, downloads.khinsider.com, downmagas.net, and of course, Z library and whatever, you know, URL you use for that. Um, now another reason that I do this by the day is that I think the time is fast approaching. Yes. We'll always find ways around it. I know that. Okay. Because we, as in, you know, the, <laughs> the geeks, as it were, are much smarter than the people in power. We'll always find a way around it, but the time is coming where I think the squeeze is just going to be so fucking tight on, you know, on access to a lot of this media, um, that it's, it's just, it is going to become very cost prohibitive to, you know, to even do the, the more, um, uh, circumventing ways of getting your hands on it. And so I consider myself to very much be a librarian in that. I, you know, I will make sure even if I can't categorize it all right now, or I just have to shove it on some 16 terabyte drive until, you know, five years from now when I can finally get to it, whatever. Okay. I will get it now because the day will come when I won't be able to so easily get access to it. There will be a time. Can I listen to all the music that I download? No, not right now, but there will be a time when that flow will, you know, go from, you know, an open hose to less than a trickle. And when that time comes, I would prefer to not be without my art to say nothing of the, 
I would almost say the fact because it's already happening. That censorship is so widespread that a lot of this stuff, even if it is available, is not available in the original way that it was presented because somebody got offended or per, because uh, an artist wants to rewrite history and pretend that they didn't get say that so they don't get canceled. So even if I can't take it all in now, there will be a time where I will be able to take it in because I won't be spending perhaps as much time getting my hands on it, but there will be a time where I will be able to take it in and I will have that somewhat more immutable record than most of what came before without, you know, the powers that be censoring it, editing it, or, you know, just making it unavailable uh, in whatever form or fashion. This is the same reason that, you know, when I can, I buy out of print books and get them scanned digitally and make them available online for everybody to download so that these things do not get lost because, you know, like Ray Bradbury, you know, said in Fahrenheit 451, the firemen are coming. In fact, they're already here and they don't have to even burn the books anymore. Now they just have to put it behind a paywall or worse, delete it. So while many who would hear an episode like this would say that my moral obligation is to support and perhaps feed the artist or the teams behind these things. No, if there were moral obligations and there aren't, but if there were the moral obligation would be to preserve the art. That's, that's the ethical stance preservation. We only need to look at like the, the gaming industry and, you know, emulation and ROM, uh, you know, in ROMs and you know, all that stuff, uh, you know, to see the importance of that. How many amazing video games, truly great video games, would we lose out on the opportunity to play? You know, if there wasn't the ROM or, you know, game preserving uh, and emulation communities out there. Because, you know, whatever company that used to exist and tanked lost the licensing or they lost the code, which is very common or whatever else. But somebody took the time to, you know, either reverse engineer or emulate things to make games playable that the industry by and large doesn't care about. But it's not like they're not great games. We'd miss out on those things. What a shame, you know, to miss out on the work of those designers and so on. What, what a shame to miss out on the perhaps the, the original vision of a lot of things. So I would argue, and again, I'm not going to get into the big argument around this, but I would argue that the more ethical position is not to pay, but to preserve and that matters. And so I do it on the daily. These are my daily rounds and I get tons and tons of joy and pleasure out of all of it. Uh, and you know, as a hedonist purpose in life is pleasure. Well, I'm doing a hell of a job <laughs> and I'm having a lot of fun. Uh, with it. So I want to end this episode with a heartfelt thank you to the resources that I mentioned in this episode. Thank you for what you are doing. You are doing incredibly important work. If my audience doesn't stand behind you, I sure as fuck do. And this show stands behind you for everything that it stands. I thank you for your service and keep the information flowing that's it for this episode. Just a, a little something fun. And it still ended up going an hour. Anyway, more Sovereign Tech to come. I will see all of you woo, on the other side.